1: If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help
2: ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time.
0: It's Ruined.
1: Oh, hello. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. This is a podcast where we're in a horror movie just for you. Allison. Just for all of you. Allison, how are you doing?
2: I got. I have a little thing to plug. Uh, oh, great! Not
1: plugged, but um, I'm back on baked potatoes. You're plugging baked. <laughs> the concept of baked potatoes. <laughs> Tell me more of what's for, going I, on that baked potato. Okay, I haven't
2: had. I like they obviously they're winter hilarious. food.
1: Um,
2: yeah, I just like cozy. I just like forgot how good they are. They're so and fucking how, good. Like, I prefer to do mine in the oven, but you can do it quick in the microwave. But, like— An air fryer, even? I, As someone who doesn't own an air fryer, I have no idea if that's true, Allison, but you must be able to. Will ch- it will change your life. I
1: was saying, consider it.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's next like,
1: Christmas. Okay. Next holiday.
2: All right. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, like, it's so cheap to have a potato, just, like, a potato. And then what I put on it is butter, Ooh. tons of salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. Garlic powder. Don't mind if I do. Uh, yes, please. Um, cheddar, sour Ugh. cream, and green onion.
1: Fuck. That makes it, I need and, to get I need to get a baked potato today. I need to go on, make like, myself a baked potato.
2: Every time I've been like talking about th- this is all I've really been talking about for the last week. And uh What's happening I, every- over there? Are you okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, all you've I, been like, talking about.
2: I've like texted one of my friends, I was like, I think I'm gonna make a baked potato, and she was like Wait, now I'm going to make a big potato. Like, it's—
1: It is something that has potatoes fallen— potatoes are back, baby. It, 100%. You heard it here first. Yeah. You heard it here last. It's yeah. like, um, it, yeah, like certain foods fall out of popular conversation. Yeah, it's such a 90s food. Yes, I was going to say, I feel like I remember going to Wendy's, and they would offer a big potato yes. with chili, which as a kid, I was like, I want a burger or whatever I wanted. But now I'm like, I would do anything for a baked potato with chili. I would kill myself for a baked potato with chili. I think next
2: week I'm going to make chili and then also have baked potatoes. Nothing's stopping you, okay? Nothing about yourself. Is. And not, yep, she's on Not going to get in my own way. I'm just going to do it. Finally. Anyway, um, that's, that's what's great. new with me. I love what's it. What's new
1: with you? Um, God, what is new with me? I, I don't think Anything. Um, oh, I think I'm gonna keep my um tree, my Christmas tree up through Valentine's Day because it's pink. Well, it's pink, and yeah. I'm gonna do a Valentine's Day tree, and I think I'm gonna go not a full Valentine's Day house, but I realize how much I love heart shaped things. I love hearts, and I love pink, and I do think like now that I'm in, I'm gonna be entering my 40s this year, so I feel like I'm gonna lean into being Welcome. a. A, a, a mad older woman where I, I sort of, you know what I mean? I, I sort of have a theme. I go a little John Waters with it. No, who's going to stop Absolutely. Me? I think you should. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's really all I have popping off. Um, Baked potatoes, things that are shaped like Valentine's
2: decorations.
1: Yeah. It's all happening I mean, over here. This is really, this is what people come to this podcast for. Um, uh, banality. Uh, ten minutes of banality, and then finally we describe a horror movie that you want to see. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of horror movies... Damn, um, I, I we're, we'll get into it, but this uh, this was a tough watch. Um, we are yeah. doing for sequels month, Blair Witch Two colon Book of Shadows, and what I don't fully understand is it's not really focused on a book. Okay, well that's wild.
2: And was going to be a question of mine. Um,
1: yes, I'm gla- Yeah, it sucks that the
2: sequel sucks. Um, but there are other sequels that you can see on Patreon. Um, oh, yes.
1: Our Patreon—I'm oh, sorry.
2: We are doing some—sequels re- month is Alive and Well in Patreon this month, and we're doing sequels of movies that are Patreon films. Um, so if you if you caught the original human centipede, <laughs> uh, Hallie is going to watch and recap the second one.
1: Yeah, so if it wasn't enough to have us shit out the first one into your mouth, guess what? You're on the <laughs> tail end of the centipede this yeah. time. Because you're getting twice the Human Centipede. We're also going to be doing Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I have not seen, and is more of a spiritual sequel to the first one. But okay. we're excited to do both of them. So please, uh, crawl on over uh, with your yes. mouth attached to someone's anus. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, um, to Patreon and take that a makes gander. Two of you. Um, and both the original uh Human Centipede and the original Cloverfield are on Patreon for you to yes. listen to before you listen to the sequel. So yes. you'll be all set up. Uh, once you get it popping off for the new year, um, and yes, let's. Sorry, I didn't mean to immediately start shit talking the movie we are doing this. This <laughs> no, week. I mean I think uh, I think it, if it if it deserves it, we must. Let me just say this. So it's directed by Joe uh, Berlinger, who is a renowned uh, documentarian. Uh, he oh. did a number of the movies about um, uh, the West Memphis Three. Uh, the Poor the three young men who were convicted and uh of a ritualistic murder of children and then due to sort of a grassroots effort that eventually reached celebrities were released from prison after it seemed pretty clear they didn't do it. Um and I don't say this to be mean it seems like his strength lies with the documentary genre. Yeah, this just the trailer alone
2: gave me um the CW,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's how it's <laughs> filmed. I will tell say yeah. this came out in uh, two thousand. So to be fair, that also was the was look the and the feel. The, yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, uh, shout out to Joe Berlinger for doing all this great work for the West Memphis Three. Uh, yeah, uh, didn't didn't know there was a connection. And again, hey, we we all have to dip our toe into different uh, pools to find out yeah. where 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 life is going to uh, lead us. And uh, I would say a career in, in, in horror wasn't in the cards, and he's gone on to do much better and more interesting things um, mm-hmm. than this film. And also, he um, uh, didn't, oh, he wrote it with, uh, yes, Joe Berlinger and Dick Beebe, uh name I'm not familiar with, but I absolutely love it. Great um, name. So, yes, this, of course, is picking up uh, the year after Blair Witch, which I think is also a fun timeline. Um, And we like to kick things off by having Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what did you think of the trailer for Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows, which I now see is actually called Book of Shadows colon Blair Witch (laughs) 2?
2: Yeah, no book. Um, Even without you telling me what you had said uh, when we were organizing our record that it was terrible, even the trailer, I was like, this looks like both something I could watch and don't want to, not because it's scary. <laughs> well, yeah, that's
1: the perfect way to put it, I'll tell you. <laughs>
2: um, it really didn't do it for me. I could <laughs> there's a world where watching this trailer, I was like, I could see this ending up being fun, but I don't mm-hmm. think it does. Um also, could it be more like if you didn't tell me, if you left all the dialogue out and you showed me frankly, the trailer, you should have the trailer for the the original Blair Witch Project and then the trailer for this, and we're like, are these two movies related? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, no, that's very silly.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the first, I would say, swing and a miss in the film is that the very beginning is shot documentary style, you know, found footage as the original Blair Witch is. And then it switches to just a standard film, which I simply don't understand. Why would they do that? Perhaps one of the most iconic found footage horror movies. Again, as soon as that happened, Ever I'm made. like, oh no.
2: Uh-oh. Um, Spaghetti-o. And
1: I will also say, in defense of Joe Berlinger, who again, I, I uh, immediately denigrated, is that they have come out and said that the movie they were trying to make this was changed a lot in post, and they didn't I'm have necessarily sure control a hundred percent. So I'm sure whatever they and studios
2: step in with like opinions and change things, and
1: it was absolutely. So I I believe whatever their vision was probably was a ton better. And unfortunately, this is the final product that we. I are wish we could find. I wish we could see it. You know, I exactly if I if, if we ever remake it again, I hope he gets to uh, complete his vision. He's got other stuff going on. He's 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 busy. Yeah. Um, and uh we always like to say baseline scary. How scary do you find the concept of somebody actively looking for the Blair Witch, knowing the events of the Blair Witch project had occurred the year before? It wouldn't be me. I wouldn't do it.
2: Mm-hmm. And if somebody who was annoying decided to take up that charge, let me just I say, they would. did. Let them. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, This is, I would say the characters are uh, wall to wall annoying um, (laughs) in terms of why they're there and the energy they're bringing to what is obviously an ill-fated trek into uh, the Black Hills, uh, the woods outside of uh, Burkettville, Maryland, where the initial film takes place. And would you like to guess if there's a twist, Allison? And I, we did just record Candyman where I fucked up and there's a twist and Allison was mad. So <laughs> I'm going to say there is a twist, but only because I think perhaps I've, I, I no longer can recognize what a twist is because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, no I knew fair. that was going to happen. Um, what, do you, what do you think happens, Allison? Twist, twist or not?
2: Guess the twist. I feel like this is one of those movies where it either there's, like, absolutely no twist and it's, like, the most obvious plotting through the end. And you're like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't know that guy would die. But other than that, this is exactly what I thought. Or it's (laughs) such a fucking swing that it, like, no longer adheres to the rules of the film and, like, doesn't make any sense. It's one of those two options, I would say
1: it's more of the former, but also this latter—have you— conjure the concept of quote the rules of the film does make me recognize that I don't know if I understand the rules of the film. I mean, I'm sure this film
2: doesn't understand its own rules. Um if it's the yeah, if it's not really a twist, I guess it's just gonna be like they get the witch to they find the witch and then some of them die from the witch and then um the end. Great. All right.
1: <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Again, Book of Shadows Colon Blair Witch 2. We open on, again, my favorite thing in a movie text on the screen, laying it, out, laying it out. The following is a, oh, I guess did they explain? The following is a fiction, which is even more insane that this is how it begins. <laughs> the following is a fictionalized reenactment of events that occurred after the release of the Blair Witch Project. What? What? It, it's based on what? Lo- Wait. local. It's based on local okay. records, local Maryland TV broadcasts, and hundreds of hours of taped interviews to protect the privacy of certain individuals. Some names have been changed. That is quite a, huh? an assertion. Yeah. And no. also, who would want that? Like, just say it's a, a, no a it's a documentary based on real. Like, just do the documentary style. They obviously hired you to do it. You're a documentarian. Right.
2: We know, we know what that is. No yeah. one who saw this movie didn't see the first one and like know what
1: that like. Listen, th- uh, yeah, this is this has studio problems written all over it. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to say this. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, assume that's the issue. We are now in the summer of 1999, and the Blair Witch Project has just dropped. Allison, we discussed uh, when we did the original film. Of course, I saw it in the theater with my father and was terrified by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I even thought it was real, but I did. it it rattled me. It's just scary. And we get a really uh, fun—they used to do this in movies all the time. They probably still do. I just haven't seen anything that's not a horror movie in a a minute. Where we see, like, Kurt Loder, Conan, Siskel, and Ebert, and they're all talking Mm -hmm. about the Blair Witch Project in, like, Mm -hmm. recorded little fictional um, moments. And the the question is, Allison, is the Blair Witch Project real or not? Which is kind of how it was marketed, so it's fun that they're trying to play with that. Um, could be really interesting, yeah, and yet, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff up top, um, but Kurt Loder informs us um who was of m t v news in case you're yeah. younger than yeah, forty, if you're, yeah, um he says, well, whether or not the movie is real, fans are flocking to the theater and they're flocking to Burkittsville, Maryland, to see if they can go to the woods and find the Blair Witch themselves. Don't do was this that sandy Kenyon's voice you were just doing oh I had it, it, I was channeling Sandy Kenyon without realizing, yes. <laughs> Um, we see Bruce, we see a bunch of, in, in a documentary style, a bunch of the local residents talking about all the people flooding the town. I'm like, okay, I already love this. Like, I love this part. And we see this guy, Bruce, and he's like, they're treating our town like it's a Charles Manson spawn ranch. This isn't haunted. It's just a goddamn horror movie. People, are they stupid? And we interview this other guy, townie Jeff, who like sells a bunch of like twig men and like mm. t-shirts that say, uh, Blair Witch and Blair Witch hats. He's like, I didn't see the movie cause I was, um in the hospital when it came out but as soon as I got released I saw it 17 times I was like well we're gonna find out what that pause yeah. before in the hospital was, yeah obviously. what was that hospital visit all about um we see these other tourists Joe and Lauren they're like oh but if you go to the website they have all these police photos and it's like is it real we had to come and check it out
2: <laughs> <laughs> also like in 1999 like website I know <laughs> like, like, what an the exciting website. thing
1: uh, we, this other resident, Deb, says, you know, like, all the tourists are filming all the time because they want their own slice of Blair Witch. So, I don't even take out the garbage unless I have a full face of makeup. <laughs> and I was like, that's also interesting. Like, now everyone in the town yes. is used to being filmed. So, I'm like, that's another interesting way to take this. Um, but this other when Andrew, says, I wish they had considered what, what using the word documentary in their dumbass movie would do to our actual town. It's not a fucking <laughs> documentary. It's a horror movie. Yeah. We then meet my favorite character in the movie... <gasps> Sheriff Reynold Cravens, who is played by an actor named Lanny Flaherty, these names, and is giving. Also, this is Maryland, by the way. And I, yeah, he, he's like, get out of our woods and go home. Home. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure where the actor's from, but like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he is yeah, that's amazing. Southern, more southern than anyone who's ever been or lived yeah. in the south.
2: Maryland is Oh, not, he's from Mississippi. He's like a really- River of the South, but it's not the same as, like, playing a Southern yeah. character. I always think of the 30 Rock um, Elizabeth Banks being like, oh, I did that— She did an, an ad for Overstock.com, and she's like, that's before I lost my Maryland accent. And she's like, oh, no, oh, oh no. do you
1: have the oh? Oh, go, go, oh. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> I feel it's like it's an accent that you wouldn't notice until someone makes a parody of it, much like— yes. Somebody, I I worked with this guy, and I was like, what is his accent? He sounds like a vampire, but also from New Jersey. And so it says, oh, he's from Baltimore. And that's exactly what it sounds like to me. I was like, there's some Transylvanian there. Baltimore is a wild accent. Oh, I couldn't believe what I was a hearing. A vampire who's also from New Jersey. Like a Dracula who's trying to pretend to be an accountant or something. Yeah. Um oh, but um. Uh, Yeah, uh, Lanny Flaherty is an actor who was born in Mississippi, so he has a full, thick Mississippi accent, which I love in the middle of Maryland, and no one else has it either. I don't feel like like,
2: where in Maryland this is. Like, it's not like, it's like, oh, people from
1: all over end up living in D.C. or Baltimore. It's like, nope. Yeah, (laughs) and he, Ronald Cravens is giving Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, he is the sheriff from a totally different horror movie, and his energy is so different, which is why I like him. I'm like, you were at least trying to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's yelling at all these people he's like, to get out of the woods. He's like, there's no goddamn Blair Witch. Allison, you see all these goths, like young goth people are in the cemetery, like putting candles on graves and like running around the woods. Oh, and they're trying so to funny. shoo goths out of the woods like they're like raccoons in the trash. And they're like, get out of here, <laughs> all you goths. 1999. I a- wish this was a comedy. I know. Because there are comedic moments, but like, it, it's not yeah. That. yeah. You're right. They should have just done that. Um, uh, yeah, this came on in 2000. A lot more goth rep- representation. Um, uh, I guess I suppose now you can still find it. I, again, um, let us know if you're a goth and you feel represented. Um, and then we'll, we'll consider your thoughts on it, I suppose. Um, I do support goths. I, I, let us know if you're a goth and you feel represented. <laughs> And if not, we'll try to figure out a way to get, get the word out. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, we'll write something for you. Oh, there's also a lot of jumping between timelines, which I'm like, oh, there's no reason to have done this. Like, just do a documentary. Um, mm. And we we, talk, we see Jeff again, the townie who sells, like, uh, uh, the twig men. He says... Tours come up to me and they hug me and they say, It's real. And then I hug back and I say, I know. And then they say, I know. And then I say, I know. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> this is a 90 minute movie and every minute it was uh, a million years long. Allison, we now see on the screen, it says one year earlier. I'm like, Oh, right. I do We find out that Jeff was at the Burkitt County Psychiatric Center. So when he said, oh, the hospital, he was put into a psychiatric facility. There's a very long sequence where he's being intubated while the doctor, like, smokes, like, pours liquid into the tube. It's like, I want to fucking
2: puke watching this. Okay, you couldn't smoke at hospitals in
1: 1999. (laughs) It's baffling. And we see Jeff sort of wake up and we see... Serve sort of uh, uh, up a shot of like these doctors looming over and injecting him, and foam pouring out of his mouth. And what the pour- fuck? and then poor Jeff being sprayed with a hose, screaming. Huh? In a room. What is this place? I I don't know. Um, and then we see him, and he's sitting in the common area with other patients, and he slams his hands down, and he scrapes it off. Title card: Book of Shado- Shadows: Colon Blair Witch Two. Insane. And so we start zooming across the woods where the the Blair Witch lives. And because it's 2000, the year is 2000, they're playing Marilyn Manson's Disposable Teens." It is a very 2000 um, soundtrack. Very. And we get these flashing images of like a, a, a nude man's torso bound with rope. and knife stabbing him in the torso. A body lying by a campfire. Sort of like flashes of what's to come. We then see a different timeline of Jeff Why? in an, of, in the future of Jeff in an interrogation room and the what? sheriff and a different cop, cop comes in to yell at him. And we see on the screen, it says Monday, November 15th, 1999. What year? 1999. Okay. So it is basically the fall after the movie came out. Okay. And the officer tells Jeff. So it's a year after Jeff was institutionalized and, the, okay. and a couple months after the movie came out and the officer said, tells Jeff, we found blood in the van. And Jeff opens his eyes and looks up at him. Cut to Jeff on Friday, November 12th. So three days earlier. Okay. Jeff has, uh, he has cu- uh, customized a van, like a camo-colored van with a uh, stick men on the side that he is using to do Blair Witch Hunt. So basically it is a, camp- a two-day camping trip where you go into the woods and they look for the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's kind of bullshit. But it is something that, like, I absolutely would do. We went to the Lizzie Borden sure. house, which eventually you'll hear about that, uh, ostensibly yeah. at some point this year. And, um, but he's gonna take people into the woods, you know, dick around, maybe scare them with a flashlight, get paid. Um, and you know, of course, it's gonna end up badly because we know the Blair Witch is is real, right? Um, so. Uh, I wrote. I wrote here. We're cutting between Friday, November twelfth, and Monday, November fifteenth. Off to a great start, if you ask me.
2: <laughs> and we've seen a year earlier in nineteen
1: ninety eight. Jeff's being hosed down in a psychiatric in a hospital? hospital. So we meet our group of tourists who are going into the woods, and the first uh, couple is a couple we meet, Tristan, who is says she's really nauseous because of how badly Jeff is driving. And her boyfriend, Stephen. They're both grad students, and they're working on a book called The Blair Witch, History or Hysteria. So they're trying to get to the bottom of things for their dissertation to publish a book about it. We also have Erica, who is herself a Wiccan. And she's like, I'm here to resolve this. Witches have been misunderstood. This was a persecuted woman. I don't believe she would do anything wrong. We embrace nature, not evil. Erica, I do have bad news for you. Yeah. And then finally, we go to pick up our final tour member, Kim, who just like, oh yeah, she's a goth. She said she's psychic or something. And she's lying on a grave in the cemetery when they go to collect, <laughs> collect her. And, they, and one of them asks, what are you doing? And she says, I, I'm trying to find the energy. And uh, Erica says, from the grave, and Kim says, no to stand up." I've been on the road for two days, and I was like, "This is again so many so many goths in this movie, goth representation."
2: Yes, yes. goths, let us know if, if you
1: if you've done that or if this is inaccurate. You're lying on a grave because you're, you're tired, a goths. Um, as they uh, they load her into the van too, and they drive into the woods. And Jeff is of course talking up. He's like, "This is an incredible time." We find out this is the inaugural outing of Blair Witch Hunt. He's never done this before. Cool. Despite, they're like, wait a minute, on the website it says uh, over 10,000 happy customers. He's like, oh yeah, no, that's for the merch. That's where I was selling the stick mem. I've sold a bunch of those. This is the first time I'm doing a tour, but it's going to be fun. I've got all sorts of equipment. It's going to be great. And everyone's like, well, I already paid for it. Um, and they stop at a little convenience store for beer and food. And all the locals are watching them. All the locals hate these tourists. And they hate goths most of all. <laughs> they're like, oh, this goth coming in here to buy beer. And we see this old man's trying to fix uh, one of the freezer um, motors or whatever you call them underneath. Yeah. And they're sure. all just glaring at them. And Jeff says, don't dive in the gene pool here. You'll crack your skull. You can't call these okay. people in red and what expect the them to accept goths. Great. Come on now. So, the first stop they're gonna make, they're gonna stay overnight at the remains or the ruins, rather, of Rustin Parr's house. And in case you don't remember, Allison, which I assume you don't, Rustin Parr was a man who murdered seven children and claimed it's because the Blair witch whispered it in his oh, ear. Yes, yes. And so they're like, very We're slender gonna, man. Very slender man. And of course, they eventually, in the original, um, make their way to Rustin Parr's house. And, you know, things go downhill from there. <clears throat> but we're going to spend the night there. And it's just ruins. Like, it's like you have tents. Yeah. Like, they're sleeping outside. It's just sort of the stone structure of the home. And... Um, Not us. That wouldn't be us. Oh, I would say I would have stopped at the convenience store and be like, I will I will just call an Uber and go home. Yeah. I I, Bye-bye. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, And Rustin, they're saying, yeah, Rustin said, like, he heard the voice of the Blair Witch. And Kim says, I hear voices all the time. And then we cut to... We flash to a man getting his head beaten in, huh? And flashback. So the flashes, I think we're supposed to believe at this point, is Kim sort of seeing flashes of what's going to happen because she's psychic. Kim is, the goth. Kim is the goth, but then it's like, but if you're psychic, don't you know what's going to happen to you? Right? Isn't that like the whole yeah thing? But I guess that's that's the thing about being psychic is it's not real. Um. So eventually they drive in, they get to the house and, uh, well, they get to the end of the road and they have to keep walking into the um, woods with their pack. So there's no road right to the house. Um, but they they all have like tents and sleeping bags and they bring all this camera equipment. And Jeff's saying, I'm going to give you the full Blair Witch treatment. We're going to put up, um, you know, infrared, uh, dark ray. We're going to put all these cameras up, yeah. motion sensors. We're going to capture something. It's going to be like we're in making our own movie, you know. Yeah. Um, as they're walking, Kim turns to Tristan and says, how many weeks are you? Tristan's like, "What? I'm only six weeks pregnant. How did you know that? And Kim says, it's I like don't a- know. But Steven wants the baby, but you don't. And Tristan's like, what are you talking—how is this fuck? possible? And and Kim says, well, so what do you think you're going to do? And Tristan says, I don't know. They just met. Very personal. Yeah. But the, 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 I guess that is what we find out is that Tristan and Steven are kind of been fighting— because uh, Tristan's on the fence and Stephen really wants the kid. Okay. Um, well, that makes so, sense. Yeah. So they arrive at the house, which is just against stone ruins, and they find s- symbols painted on the low stone uh, fence around it. I would and assume that everything is fake.
2: Great. From is after- that like post like post Blair Witch? No, that's not like a projection, or not, that's not like a oh, guess okay. of like what I think is happening, I was but like. like oh. <laughs> um. It, like, if I were them, mm-hmm. and it was like, this is all the frenzy of them. I would just assume everything is stuff that people did after the movie came out.
1: That's a great point, because Erica's like, oh, look, like it's, it looks like an ancient witch, witch alphabet. And Steven says, it looks like recent graffiti to me. Yeah, <laughs> like right, Somebody exactly. just put this on to make it scarier. Yeah, It probably was ago. Jeff, the guy we're paying, like, to make it spooky for us. Yes. But Erica says, no, it's actually very really favorable to have these symbols painted on here, you know. And she says, don't be afraid of, like, you know, the supernatural or nature, fear is a forerunner to failure. Um, and they asked Jeff, uh, what's with this gigantic tree? There's a huge tree in the middle of, of the ruins. And Jeff says, this was never here before. This is a new tree. And they all like, are like, all right, bullshit. Okay. Like, come on. You got to okay. do a little, ho- you have to like try a little bit. Like, oh, a tree appeared. Right. Like, we're going to start drinking. So they go and they all get beers out. And they're like, okay, nice try. But Jeff is honestly kind of shocked. He's like, well, think about it. Look how big this tree is. The house was built in 1826. The tree is at least that old. So what, do they build a house around the tree? But everyone's like, you're doing a bit. You're trying to make it scary. So like we get our money's worth. We get it, Jeff. Sure. Allison, we then see a woman running in the woods, sort of a flash, and a knife again entering the torso of a man who is bound and shirtless. And we hear a woman's voice saying, evil intent in the ground may release soon be found. In peace, release the energy that might be through magic. Back in reality, we see that Erica is providing the voiceover and is doing a small, presumably Wiccan ritual, crouched on the ground, burning incense. And Tristan, who is, you know, again, a scholar, comes and joins her and says, are you casting an evil spell? And Erica says, no, I'm actually trying to, like, purge evil and reverse the evil. The first law of Wicca is harm none. And I... You know, I would never cast an evil spell. And Tristan says, okay, but what are you really doing here? And Erica looks around and says, I want to commune with Ellie Kedward, the Blair Witch herself. Don't do this, Wiccans. Don't do it. Because obviously she's like, no, no, I think she was misunderstood. I want to try to communicate with her. One, you didn't know her. Yeah. And two, you are playing with some dark-sided stuff.
2: Yeah. Don't bother. dangerous game.
1: Yeah, there's plenty Don't of bother. nice things you do. Just keep going
2: with your life and assume, like, she's misunderstood and that sucks.
1: Yeah. And then we can let us know if you feel represented yes. in this. And, um, again, we will we'll do our best. Yeah. Um, and Erica says, well, I haven't really, like, commuted with her yet. Like, I haven't accessed her. But I want her to be my mentor because I think she was misunderstood. I think she was probably a good witch. And then, you know, mentor. society, like— Hillary's women and, and anything that's outside of Christianity. So um, I, I'm going to go in this thinking that she could communicate with me and actually be a good influence. Okay. And Tristan's like, okay. And Tristan shows um, Erica there's a sketch. It's the only drawing of the Blair Witch from her life, uh, where she's just like a little old lady with a bonnet. Like, she's this right. what it's you like, think a witch right. would look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Erica's just enraged. And it's like, you know, they killed that woman, you know, they dragged her in the woods, they tied her to a tree, and they left her to die. And we're to think she's the evil one. Like, the people in the village were evil. I don't believe that she, there, theres no reason they should have done that. Meanwhile, Jeff is setting up all of his night vision cameras and saying, we're going to capture images of Ellie Kedward. Like, we're going to catch the Blair Witch. Like, we're going to get something, like, in the movie, you know. So everyone sets up their tents. Um, Erica does a peace spell. Kim starts drinking immediately. And Tristan and Steven, they take out all their papers in their, um, in the tent, like all their research papers. Mm-hmm. So they have both their writing and also original documents. I don't think you should take original documents into the Blair w- Woods. Like I wouldn't.
2: Or, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'd make some copies. The Blair Woods just not wipe her ass with them. Like, or whatever she does. Best case scenario, yeah. it rains and they get wet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Best case scenario, you drop them in a bit of puddle. What do you right. doing?
2: Like, no, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear my yeah. nice clothes. I wouldn't bring original documents.
1: Um. So that night, there, the night falls. They make a fire, and they're all getting kind of loose. Like they're smoking joints, they're drinking, and Eric like, "Are we really believed that Heather and those two guys were out there during the movie, and none of them fucked? Like you've the greatest stress reliever on earth, and you're telling me that no, they never got it on?" Um. And they're all like, "Ha ha."
2: I would have a hard time like pivoting into sex if I thought you're
1: telling me. If you were being terrified by a witch, you wouldn't fuck two guys. I mean, it depends who they are.
2: <laughs> also, at least I, outside, not the best kind of sex.
1: Yeah, on the floor. On the floor, I oh, can't on the even, floor of the ground. That is the on ground.
2: On the floor I of suppose. the ground. I can't even sit on the ground for very long because of my back. Like That's a great point. There's wouldn't be no, good for your back. No, there's just no world. The beast with three backs.
1: Well, you know, again, <laughs> some you can't decide until you're in that situation. That's so true. We'll see, we'll see the next time I'm out searching
2: for the Blair Witch and uh, making a documentary with two bros.
1: Listen, I mean that's a throuple I could get behind. I absolutely. Um, <laughs> where are we at? Are yeah, we who knows? God. <laughs> um, boop 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 Beepaw, boop, boop. Okay. Um, so they're all, even like, they're they're hanging out, they get to know each other and Erica is on her shit about like, oh, this whole thing, the movie gave witches a bad reputation. Most witches are good. And it's like, again, girl, we got bigger fish to fry uh, in about an hour from now. Yeah. And we find out that Stephen and Tristan are writing this book together because they are divided. Stephen is basically like, The Blair Witch does not exist. It is a kind of mass hysteria. I believe that something happened to them, but I believe like they became hysterical. They died in the woods and then they cut this movie to to make us think that there's actually an entity rather than they unfortunately died out here because of very normal psychological human Mm -hmm. things. Tristan's like, what we're talking about is the same thing. Like basically like, her argument is like, then it is real. Like, he, like mm-hmm. whether or not there is a real supernatural entity, like they um they made it real by dying as a result of it. And right. he's like, I understand what you're saying. I just think it's stupid. And then they kiss, and I'm okay. like, this is not the kind sure. of relationship I would be in. Nope. Um. Suddenly, Allison, a scream echoes through the woods. Um, and they all leap up and run over to the sound. Allison, it is another tour group, the Blair Witch Walk, which I did think was funny. That's, that another again, group showed up. Fun, exactly. Yeah, if we just committed to a horror comedy, yeah, um, yeah. Erica and uh, Jeff get in their faces and they're like, "What are you doing here?" They're like, we already, we already. Our tent's already pitched. And the two guys are like, no, we're allowed to film here. They, of course, have their own camera equipment. It's like, we're allowed to film here. We have permits, but they're back in the car. And it's like, no, you don't. You know, they're going back and forth. Mm. And finally, um, Steven steps forward and says, hey, hey, just let us be here till dawn, and then we'll switch off. I'll be honest. We were all up at Coffin Rock today, and we saw something that really shook us up. And so everyone realizes what he's doing. They're like, oh yeah, don't go to Coff- Coffin Rock, okay? Because right. it's t- some real fucked ups happening up there and you don't want to see that. Meanwhile, the two guides of the other group, it's them, a-, a Japanese couple and a German woman. And the tourists are like, bitch, we came to America to see some spooky. Take yeah. us to Coffin Rock. Okay. And they're like, okay, we're going to do that, but then we're switching off, okay? And it's like, that probably would happen all the time if there is tourist stuff. So it's like, take him to Coffin Rock, then can come back the next day. But Jeff is now paranoid. Like, these guys could come back and, like, take my equipment. I paid all this money. What if they came back in the middle of the night? And it's like, yes, that's a problem with having a bunch of camera equipment in the, in, in the night in the woods. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, you cannot – there could be bears. There could be some guy taking your camera. Yeah. I don't tell you. You don't know. Um, but Kim's like, they're not coming back. I, I know it because I'm psychic. And they all decide, like, you know what? It's not going to be a problem because we're actually going to stay up all night and we're going to fucking party. So we're going to be awake. They're not even going to be able to take the cameras. And they're like, woo, they get wasted. Do you think wasted. you would want to be
2: partying in a place that was scary? I just think I wouldn't want to be partying partying in a
1: place that didn't have a toilet.
2: This, Well, yes, the outside situation is really what's the problem for me, less the scariness.
1: Um, but I will say, yeah, I, I would like say to go you were not, say you
2: were in a haunted house. So there's toilets, there's beds. It's modern enough that you are like comfortable there. But it is like many, many murders happened, and you're kind of like possibly trying to conjure a witch that may or may not have killed people a year or two before.
1: Yeah, are you like, getting? So I, w- I would like to. I would like to party there. Yeah, yes. yeah, I think. So. What about you? I think so. I think yeah, I would you, need. You're already there. I would need to. Right, that's a really good point. Unless, uh, you're, otherwise, you're just sitting in your tent, listening to every owl screech. Yeah, panicking. And a like, attack. If I could deaden my
2: senses a little bit, I wouldn't be so hyped up.
1: Yeah. So, they're all partying. They all get wasted. And we see Kim lay down on the low stone wall and look up. And she, we realize that that's, that's what we realize. The flashes are her visions. So, we see, like, screaming, a knife, fire. And much like a lot of things with psychic visions, it doesn't really, like, help her stop anything from happening or affect right. the plot in any way. Oh, you know that's what I mean? good. Yeah. She also sees an owl and closes her eyes, and when she opens them again, the owl's gone. So I think what I think the owl is a Blair Witch? Or that owl's it could have in... flown away? Nah, it's probably a witch. <laughs> it's probably a witch. Uh, um, in the morning, we see Tristan walking to the river holding a towel, and she pushes it under. She walks into her waist, in her, just her clothes, And pushes a towel under the water. And when it uh, emerges, we see it is full of blood and a baby's corpse. And Tristan wakes up from the start. Okay, Tristan wakes up. It is morning. It was just a dream. And, of course, they wake up and the campsite has been torn apart. So not only are all the cameras fucking gone... But they're, it's almost snowing the amount of ripped up pieces of paper everywhere. It looks mm-hmm. like there's confetti. And everyone is panicking because they all were going to try to stay up, which was not going to happen. But it's like, oh, we all fell asleep and somebody came and trashed all our shit. Tristan and, and Steven are panicking because they had original documents. Again, don't bring Idiots. them to the
2: woods. At least have them, like, in plastic folders, yes. in a
1: binder. A like, let's not just, like,
2: have loose-leaf paper that can't be replicated out in the woods.
1: Um, And if— If the Blair Witch exists, she, of course, is going to rip that shit up because she doesn't want you finding out her business. Yeah. Um, And all of the last thing everyone can remember is this other group coming by. So they've lost five hours. And they're like, did we all fall asleep at the exact same time? And then somebody came and did this. Cam looks, because there's, like, some cables left. She says the camera cords look like somebody chewed the ends of them off. Like, it looks like an animal did this. And Kim says, the cameras Outside? are gone. Outside? The- in the woods? Uh, what are they? Uh, can the you odds? imagine it? But Kim tells the group, Allison, and you're going to love this. She says, the cameras are gone, but the tapes that would have been recording that lost time are here somewhere. And like, how, how would you see them? And she says, I do. Oh my, my God. And luckily, Steven speaks for all of us. He goes, oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, oh my God. But she says, no, I know them. They're under the rocks of the foundation. And, Jeff sort of pulls back this corner and finds the tapes. They're like, why did— Bitch, okay, so you did this. Right. Like, wh- why did you do this? the cameras back. Yeah, did you fuck up all our shit? Like, what is happening? Tristan is the first one to say, we should leave. We should leave. Yep. Everyone's freaking out. And now everyone's sort of like, oh, is this Jeff's whole plan? Jeff's is like, trying to scare us. So you set all this up and trash our stuff. Tristan tells them, I don't feel well. And when they all turn, she has, like, lifted her face to her hand and left blood on her face. And when they look, the crotch of her pants is soaked through with blood. Aww. She's miscarrying. Yeah. So, in case you are hoping there would be a miscarriage in this I horrible mean, movie, it's like, okay. wouldn't you know. have guessed, but I guess now we're here. Um, so, they drive quickly to the hospital. And we flash forward to Jeff being in the interrogation room. And we hear again, we found blood in the van. And he says, yes. Because she was having a miscarriage, there's probably Tristan's blood in the van. That's totally reasonable. We went to the hospital, and unfortunately, by the they take her in, and the doctor's like she's freezing. Like, what happened? She has hypothermia. It's like she's been lying in ice water. And they're like, we don't, we don't know, sir. I'm sorry. And okay. they get her in, and they sort of um, start to warm her up. And the sheriff is yelling at Jeff. You know, um, in the future, and he says, "You've been a pain in this town's ass for years." You better behave yourself. Wouldn't wanna see you back in the loony bin. Nobody. So it's like, so we're gonna threaten to send you back into psychiatric care if we find out there is miscarriage blood in your van, I guess. I guess. Um so at the hospital, everyone hangs out to sort of like see how it goes. And Erica lays out a tarot, and Kim tells Jeff, I'm sorry, this came in. And they said that um he lost they she lost the baby. Oh. And uh, we see the nurse talking to Tristan, and the nurse says to Tristan it was for the best. Your body's telling you something was wrong. Something was wrong. It's like, bitch, can I not get an hour of peace? Just can I not take, take a nap before um, you say yeah. it's for the best? Oy. There's no one who's in a hospital being wants to hear like, that or oh, thank for bad reasons. Thank guess. you. That helps. Oh, phew. You know, well, in that case, it's all been worth it. <laughs> Allison, the nurse pulls back the curtain, and we see. In the corner of the room, something that only Tristan can see, is a sopping wet little ghost girl walking away from her. No. And as soon as she hits a sunbeam from the window, she disappears. But as she walks backwards, she makes a sound. And I'm going to do my best impression. (laughs) Allison, were you to see such a thing, what would you do?
0: What would you do?
1: Now, I'm not
2: sure I can even weigh in on that question without hearing that sound one more time.
1: <laughs> and I was like, it, "What is that?" I guess it's just like a general ghoul. <laughs> yeah, a ghoul sound. You press the ghoul button on yeah, the keyboard. He's a ghoul That's what voice. Um, Because I'll tell you what, it's not scary. Uh, it's just sort of <laughs> no, like but confusing. It is weird. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I'm leaving Maryland. Um, yeah, I'm getting the
1: hell out of there. I'm also, telling like somebody I'm already, what I'm
2: seeing. I'm getting away from all the people I've been with because they're just a real pain in the ass and no one's really helping me out.
1: And I'm gone. And I feel like, um, I've already had a miscarriage. Right. I've seen a ghost. Yeah. I had to sleep in the woods. All of my documents for my thesis have been Are destroyed. Uh, destroyed. Potentially by a witch or an owl. Yeah,
2: there's like an annoying goth who's like half psychic hanging around. Like,
1: Yeah, psychic, but not a way that w- you could award no, me my documents like or my not, miscarriage. Not helpful at all. The least helpful psychic. Yeah, um, I'm just like, I'm done with these
2: people. I'm yeah. done with this life. I'm starting over. Yeah. I'm moving to another state. I'm forgetting the Blair whichever existed and I'm changing my phone number.
1: Well, luckily for... Uh, the continuation of the movie, they, she does none of those things and not none of them do. They are all deeply committed to the rest of this film.
0: PodSafe America is brought to you by Helix Sleep. How long have you had your mattress? For most people, it's probably time for an upgrade, right? Well, Helix has exactly what you need. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Take the Helix Sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Helix has models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side, models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they've got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Uh, I have a Helix mattress in our guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. Every single person who stays with us says that bed is so comfortable. Where'd you get it? You know what I say? Where'd you say? Helix. I love my Helix mattress. I have a Don Lux. Don Lux. It's very comfortable. So Lux. Helix is offering twenty percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash crooked and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash crooked and use code helixpartner20. And again,
1: we see flashes of violence in the woods again. Um, Steven goes to Tristan and says, and she says, I don't want to stay here. I need to get out of here. Um, we see them back in the van, and for a second, I thought they were driving back to the woods. I mean, and I was like, wanna put it past this group. Yeah, and I don't want to make light of miscarriages, but I'm like, I, were I to ever have one, I could tell you 100% the last thing I'd want to do is go back to, to the, the woods, woods. Immediately after uh, no. dealing with that. And But we hear Stephen says, we have five hours of our lives unaccounted for, I want to watch those tapes and see what's on them. I would say, you do that. I'm going to fly home and yeah. lay down. Yeah. I'm going to be at a hotel. See you never. <laughs> but instead, they're going to Jeff's house. And you might think, oh, well, maybe Jeff lives in a human house. No, Jeff lives in an abandoned broom factory.
2: I'm sorry. A couple miles
1: out of town. What? An abandoned broom, broom. factory. Like that? Like, like a witch's car? Like a witch's car, <laughs> at, what a, an excellent way to put it, the most succinct <laughs> and accurate. I would say he, he tells us that he bought it from the county for a dollar huh? and he lives in it, which is quite a deal. Yeah. Back in the sheriff's office, he's yelling at Jeff. He said, I'd bet my entire pension that the blood in that van matches those tourists. It's like he just said this woman had a miscarriage. Like, you have to rule it out. You have like, yes, there's blood in his van. We, we already gave you something you have to rule out before you go to the next question. Yes. Um, Jeff opens the door to his broom factory house and suddenly you hear all these dogs barking and everyone sort of lurches back. He says, no, 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 it's a joke. It's a cool burglar alarm. When he opens the door, you hear all these dogs, but it's just the alarm. Yeah. So they go inside, he shuts the door and we see that to his front door, it's the only way in or out, and they would stress this, is a little bridge over essentially a creek that serves as a moat. Again, is that how you make a broom factory? I don't know, i never made a broom I- Nor have I. Um, So when we turn around, it's a little bridge over a creek. So uh, we can go ahead and assume it's going to collapse at some point, trapping them inside. Um, Jeff shows them around, and we find out that he makes his money stealing things to sell on eBay. So he's got a ton more fi- camera equipment. Luckily, okay, um, he's got like boxes and stuff in addition to his merch, uh, company where it's like he's selling the Blair stick Witch men. He's crap. selling, yeah. yeah, Blair Witch hats. He gives Tri- he she he gives Tristan a free hat, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's a nice that trade off. All better. Yeah, sorry about all that stuff that happened. But here's a hat. Um, uh, and he shows them. I also remember from the initial Blair Witch, they had like this rock formations where the rocks stacked on top of one another. Mm-hmm. And so he also has some of those. He goes, We also have these. Oh my God, who made that? Oh, I made it earlier. And I was like, mm-hmm. Again, a funny moment. Funny.
2: That, yeah. But like, let's lean into that more and less into whatever else is going on with this film.
1: Yeah. Erica, it, our pedantic Wiccan. Just like, like to also oh. point out um, uh-huh. no book yet. Well, Allison, uh, I think you might be pointing that out for pretty much the whole goddamn movie. Not, also, not a lot of shadows. Yeah, yeah not of Not A little book those... of them. Yeah. I'll be honest. I did search book in the plot on Wikipedia in case I'm like, well, maybe they mentioned, like, perhaps I misunderstood or something. And the only time the, the title, it's the title that is, is book. Yeah. There's no actual, nothing in the plot about a book. Cool. Um perhaps the book that they were writing was the Book of Shadows, but that's not what the title was. Right. Nor would it make sense. Nor would it make sense. <laughs> and if you think that didn't make sense, get ready for act two. Buckle up. Um we hear we hear Erica criticizing Jeff's whole production of like the merch, and she's like, just what wickedism needs, capitalism based on greed and lies. It's like, oh my God, we gotta oh be trapped God. in here. Um, Jeff very kindly gives Stephen and Tristan his bedroom, which has an ensuite bathroom, because, you know, it's like they at least need to lay down and like relax while we've decided to come back out here and watch this footage. Um, and Kim tells Jeff, you know, they never should have let you out. You're a long way from sane. And we see him flash into the hospital. So, again, it's like. Kim knows that Jeff was in the hospital, so her psychic ability is just her being mean about it? Yeah, like, use that information for good, bitch. Yeah. Um, In bed, Tristan tells Steven about the girl she saw, which they had seen her photo in their research. She said she had the same face, same clothes. It looked like she'd been drowned. It was one of the girls I saw in the hospital, Eileen Treckle, one of the kids that was murdered during the whole Blair Witch initial... uh, I was gonna say kerfuffle, child, multiple child murders. The um,
2: original, like, wait, the 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 like seven children or the documentary crew that all died.
1: Um, the initial children. Okay. So back in this is a reference to the initial yes. Blair Witch uh incident. Uh, incident. Um, and Stephen's like, well, you know, I think maybe you just had something really traumatic happen. You were on drugs, like, you know, we were in the woods. You just lost a baby, you know, and. They have a conversation. Where she's like, "I've dreamt that I hurt the baby. I feel horrible about it." Mm. And Steven's like, "It's just because we were fighting, and it, I'm sorry. It was really stressful. You didn't do anything wrong." And she's like, "I'm sorry. I know you, I didn't want it, but I know you did." And he's like, "It's okay." And like, you really, don't put this on yourself. Yeah. And also, we're about to be murdered ostensibly by a witch, so I yeah. don't, don't don't beat Let's yourself not get up. Not the weeds it, you know what on mean? this, yeah. So as they watch the uh, tapes, because there's five hours of them, so uh, luckily the movie is five fucking hours long. At least really? it feels that way. Um, they're watching, and Erica realizes in the tape, the gigantic tree that's growing through the middle of the house's ruins, it's just a sapling. You, the actual tree is gone. Why? Eh, some kind of witch thing, I suppose. Meanwhile, I guess uh, so. Jeff, Jeff notices that Erica has a rash peeking out from her neckline. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting to break out there. Like, I guess it's from the backpack rubbing me, but it's just some sort of rash. Um, As they watch, we see a flick of one frame. And we see it's five men with their heads sort of positioned together. And Stephen sees it and says, Coffin Rock, and tells us as uh, another instant. This is from 1886. Five hunters were murdered up at Coffin Rock, their insides torn out, and their bodies arranged in a pentagram. That damn Blair Witch. And Erica says, "Oh boy, the great American pastime, blaming on a witch." Girl, okay, grow up, grow up. Come on. You have to. If you're a part of some religion, you have to know that some people are going to be bad. I'm Catholic. I grow. You know, you just have to yeah, accept it. You just gotta let it go. Yeah, um, let go and get gone but of course they're not going to um because they everyone in this movie doesn't it's like they nobody draws any conclusions from anything that happens um from here uh until the end um we uh he, Tristan calls for Stephen when he goes up to the uh bedroom she's asleep and he hears the sound of children sobbing outside the front door so he opens it and then he too sees the ghost girl who walks backward and this time she doesn't say go <laughs> Well, she's not gonna do that. Why is she even around? Because she has to tell. She has a message for him. She says, "You brought it back with you." What now, voice did she use? Like a little girl's. Okay. You brought it okay. back with you. It's
2: like I'd rather you brought it back with you.
1: <laughs> you brought it back with you. I, I wish so.
2: I know. I'm sorry. We have a
1: lot of notes. If wishes were horses, you know. Um, Tristan wakes up and said, "I heard crying in my dreams," and Stephen said, "You heard it too." I actually did hear it. And Tristan tells him, I had a nightmare. The children were looking at my skirt as I twirled around and around. So I hurt them. What's wrong with me? And Steven says, I'm sure there's a rational explanation for this, but let's get the fuck out of here and go home. Finally. Thank God. But now Tristan says, No, I'm not leaving until I understand what's happening. Why? Go home. I don't know, and Stephen's like, if we're not leaving, I am giving you sleep medication. You are going to fuck to sleep, and he well, says, I don't her, like, that energy either. Well, but it's like at least I understand where it's like, okay, but well, you have to like lay down, Actually like rest. you, yeah, yes, please. Okay. Um, and we see then for the first time we see that Stephen is at the sheriff's office in three days, and we see Stephen sobbing oh. to the sheriff and saying, "It was, I am sorry, it was an accident. It was an accident." What? So I think in the moment, I wait to think, oh, did he? Did you Kill give her, her too many pills or something? Oh, no, it's something much more confusing, actually. Oh, good. Um, back in the editing bay where they're all watching the film, uh, the the footage of them when they were asleep, the the tape jumps from 130 AM 132 AM to 357 a.m. and then back again. And they see a figure There's even time s- jumps on this
2: fucking tape.
1: Absolutely. People. And we see a figure circling the sapling, circling the tree. And they slow it down, and it's a naked woman dancing around the tree. Okay. But they can't see her face. So Jeff says, let me, let me digitize this so I can blow it up. And he's basically like saying the most enhance. generic. Yeah, it's like enhance. Enhance. Um, and he says, Erica, can you make coffee? And she finds Steven in the kitchen looking very distressed. And Erica says, wow, you know, like Tristan's one away a miscarriage, but it looks like you're the one who's having a breakdown. Again, very helpful. Thanks, yes. everybody. Great, thank you. A lot of emotional maturity. Alison, Erica comes over to give a massage to Steven, starts massaging his shoulders and then starts to go lower. Excuse me? And so I'm thinking initially, oh, she's a Blair witch and she's trying to fuck. They start making out. And when they start making out, Allison, they start playing what at the it's sort of the what I think was like what the idea of somebody who doesn't who's never had sex thinks is sex. Yes, yes, yes. Cause suddenly they're playing the horniest harmonica music. <laughs> it's like how saxophones were sexy. You know what I mean? We're just sort of like, why would those instruments like wow? Oh, it's like has anyone <laughs> fucked to like that? I mean, to like like news traveler. Hey, if you fucked a harmonica music, yeah, right like, oh, it Do it, you feel it. representative? But representative of this, write like, <laughs> it in, please tell us. Wait, um, harmonica music? We're like, like like, nah, yeah, nah, like a honky tonk, like <laughs> we're going to fuck at a, a pool table or something. And it's like, I guess maybe if you're fucking at a pool table, but I, it's yeah, yeah, like but not blues really traveler. the vibe here. Just, just yeah. imagine the blues traveler John guy Hopper. standing over you while you fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Um, so they're, uh, he basically throws her on top of the kitchen table and like they sweep things onto the She's ground. The goth, yes. No, no, sorry. No. This is Erica the Wiccan. Oh, okay. So the Erica the Wicked, which you think of me uh, again? Uh, no, uh, nothing bad about Goss, obviously. Right. But um, Erica, Erica's sort of her, her. She's less edgy, more Earth Mother. Okay, yes. So yes, that's yes. why I was like, when they start to fuck, I'm like, oh, are is they? A, is she the witch? You know, that's right. why I'm starting to. Be yes, like. that would make more sense.
2: I have a feeling. That's not uh, the well, case. don't
1: worry, nothing will make sense <laughs> at any point. Um, but she, he take she starts to like take off his shirt and uh. His two runes carved in his abdomen. And she says, did they hurt? And he goes, oh, no, they're just a little warm. And she says, don't worry, I have them too. And rakes what? her nails down his bare torso, ripping open his skin. Steven wakes up, and he's sitting there. He's just talking to Erica. They aren't fucking. They're, they haven't kissed. Like, uh, okay. Erica just looks at him like, are you okay? It's all fantasy. So now people are starting to, like, disassociate Lose from it. reality. Okay. Exactly. Again, leave. You already saw the ghost girl. Your like, fantas- there's stuff these going fantasies. on. You don't need to solve this mystery. Just yeah. get hit the bricks. Kim calls them, and it turns out that Erica is the naked woman dancing around the tree. And she looks phenomenal. I for her. But Erica's like, is this a joke? Did you make this? How is this possible? And they're like, you have no memory of this? Is this a Wicca thing? Did you do this? Did you plan this? Like, as soon as any evidence comes up, they all turn on the yes. person immediately. Great. And she's like, I didn't do this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how you filmed this. this is awful. You know, and, and they're like, did you do all this, Erica? We know you did. Kim then demands Jeff's keys to go buy beer. And Jeff says, go get coffee too. If you can leave, just Jeff leave. Just leave. Don't come Why back. Still here? Just have Jeff be like, Jeff, call me if you figure something out. Yeah. Well, who cares? Um, and uh, Kim goes to find Erica. Who's, Erica's really distraught because of the video. And she's now like... Do, praying and sort of doing another ceremony in another room, trying to do a spell. Mm-hmm. And she tells Kim, I think we brought something back with us. Like I can sense some sort of force. And Kim says, no, you're just freaking out. And Erica lifts her shirt and she has carved ruins on her body. And Kim says, I have those too. No, don't worry. I think it's poison oak or something. Allison. Mm. They're obvious symbols in, in their, embedded in their skin as if carved with a knife. Erica, of course, says they're obviously not Poison Oak. But Kim's a goth. So she's doing her own thing. So she's going to go get beer and goes back to the convenience store that we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's these three asshole teenagers that are like, hey, Morticia, I've got something you can suck the blood out of. <laughs> okay. And then, right, it's like class act. Um, and she she goes in and a woman hits her from behind with a g- grocery cart. And again, that perhaps was the attitude towards goth, goth at the time. And she says, you're here with those witch people. You keep coming into our town, going in the woods and bringing stuff back out. Like, why are you even here? Which I don't think is the worst point if you think this is real. It's like, why are you fucking with this? Kim's basically like, fuck you guys. Brings her beers to the cashier, uh, whose name is Peggy. And Peggy refuses to ring her up just because she's a goth. And also probably because she's possessed by some sort of witch at some point. Kim goes ballistic and reaches over and like flicks Peggy's name tag, and it's just like you're gonna fucking ring me up, and I'm gonna get out of here, and I'm gonna do go this fucking hillbilly town. Peggy will not serve her, and basically, is holding a uh, nail file, like a metal nail file, kind yeah. of threateningly. Yeah. So Kim grabs this Peggy woman by the throat, okay, and threatens her, and we see Peggy press the silent alarm and the security camera turn on. So it's like worse, even if there's no witch. There's now footage of you strangling this cashier. Yeah, not great. Not great. And Kim throws cash at Peggy and storms out with the beer in a paper bag. Back at Jeff's place, things have gone from bad to worse. Oh, good. Uh, Erica is trying to pray to Persephone, of course, the, the sure. queen of the underworld. And Tristan is looking out the window and has locked eyes with, you guessed it, the owl. I hate it when I lock eyes with an owl. Um, Kim goes back which is inexplicable to me because I'm like I'm already in the van oh right why don't I just fucking drive drive to New Jersey just get out of the state you know Jeff is still watching all of the footage from last night Um, and as Kim drives back we see the teenagers from the convenience store sort of pop out in the road and throw a rock through her back the back window and she turns to scream at them and when she turns back there is a line of seven old timey children across the road of course, the children that Rustin Parr killed. She instinctively jerks the wheel, and the van slams into a tree. Fortunately, it's not so badly damaged that she can't drive it, which is both anticlimactic and, I think, at this point in the movie, an insane choice. Agreed. But regardless, she heads back to Jeff. And when Jeff gets uh, when she gets back to Jeff, she takes the beer bag, and when she reaches inside, she cuts herself on the nail file. Uh And she looks at it, and it's covered in blood, and she doesn't remember why the— Like, she's like, oh, Peggy had that. Why is this in my beer? Mm. I don't know. But anyways, there's now a blood-soaked nail file that is just on a surface. You know it's going to come back later. Um, Jeff is sort of nodding off in front of the screens as he's watching hours of footage. And uh, Kim comes and tells him, like, hey, I saw a bunch of kids on the road. They were, like, old-timey. I have to assume those are the kids that Rustin Park killed. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Allison, Jeff turns in his chair and suddenly he is in an orange jumpsuit being electrocuted as if in an electric chair. Um, and, and Kim starts back and then Jeff wakes up and yawns and says, oh, did you get coffee? Dawn breaks at Chateau, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they all wake up and the van is completely total. And they're like, Kim, how did you even drive this back? She says, it was fine. Like, it was a dented fender. I have no idea what happened. It's now Saturday? So, I think it's Sunday morning. And then we know by Monday, Monday there's at police. least some of them have been yes. arrested. Yeah. So, uh, Kim's like, I don't know what happened to the van. It was fine. It was damaged, but, like, not insane. Um, and Tristan wakes up and tells them all, they dipped their hands in blood and put them on our bodies. Look, and she lifts her shirt and there are little tiny bloody children's handprints all over her body. The fuck? And they all lift their shirts and there are bloody children's handprints on their body. And they say, that's Hospital. crazy. Wait a minute. Yeah, where is Erica? Allison. Where is Erica? They go and they find Erica's clothing and jewelry all laid out like she just disappeared and all of her stuff fell to the ground. <laughs> that's a fun thing. And Kim lifts a, a necklace and sees a pentagram and Kim runs outside and she screams Erica's name, but there's no reply. Allison, I got to ask you, who will survive?
0: Who will survive?
1: What's the goth's name again? The goth is Kim, which I I really struggled with because that's not a goth name. No. But you know Kim, what? Yeah. Every name is a goth name, when you're, and I, I support it. Yeah. And then Kim um, is a Wiccan. I'm think- oh, sorry, Erica's a Wiccan.
2: I think Erica and – I don't want Tristan to die because she's already kind of been through some shit. But I know. But I do feel like the two of them will die and the men and um, our psychic will – Kim. Kim will survive. All right,
1: great. <clears> Him. <throat> Him. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series.
2: barista
1: so you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee yeah well i might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new international delight cold foam creamer with three new foaming flavors french vanilla sweet and creamy and caramel macchiato
2: who could blame you if you stopped coming in all together yeah it's that foaming delicious
0: you're welcome new international delight cold foam creamer now in stores it's foaming delicious
1: Everyone, much like in many of these movies, I feel like Jeff's like Kim and Erica. You're probably playing a, a tricky little bitches. Okay. It's like, as 1999 soon as there's one also. thing that they could like blame someone, it gets it goes to an eleven really fast. Yeah. But Jeff does have a point where he's like, Kim, can't you see where she's at in your mind? You said you were psychic. It's like, well, that's I also had that question, kind of and sometimes. The answer is no. Um. Teresa says, maybe she called someone. It's not like you can't drive up here. Maybe somebody called. She got picked up or something. And they're like, okay, well, do we know? Well, she had to put like, an emergency contact or something. Like, can we call that? And it's her dad. And uh, Erica had told us that, like, her father was an Episcopal minister. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of on the outs with him, estranged from him, because she's a Wiccan. But he's like, whatever. I don't talk to them. But they have his number. They call her dad. And his secretary answers. Like, I'm sorry. He's out. Uh, the reverend's out. I take a message and like, oh, we were calling about his daughter. We're just some, we wanted to know if he'd heard from her, just in case. And the woman says the minister doesn't have any children. And hangs up. So Stephen says, okay, okay. So uh, she made shit up, but it's fine. There's nothing that has happened that we can't explain. It's just part of a group hysteria mm-hmm. that we're having. And I know I, I'm a scholar, so I don't. I'm not outside of it. I know what could happen to me. Stephen is so desperate. That this is not be supernatural. Yeah. But Jeff does say to him, dude, spare us the bullshit. Come on. Come on. Um, Jeff finally gets to the point of the tape where he sees figures sort of arriving at the ruins. So he's like, I knew it. I knew these dumb motherfuckers came and stole my shit and wrecked our shit. I'm calling the sheriff to report their vandalization and theft of my cameras. And he calls the sheriff and the sheriff tells him to turn on the television. He's like, What? They turn on the TV. Unfortunately, Allison, the Blair Witch walk hikers, so the other group of the other uh, group tourists that went to Coffin were, Rock, were of course found dead at Coffin Rock. Yeah, well, and um, how, how did they die? I'll let the sheriff tell you because I, I we're going to insert a clip here. Oh, great! Disemboweled, Jeffrey. And the way he said dif- disemboweled, I because every time they cut to him, I'm like, well, I wish it was that movie. Yeah, right. Give us that. Where he's, like, dabbing his forehead and screaming, disemboweled Jeffrey. It's so good. Icon. <laughs> um, unfortunately, much like in the original story, uh, their bodies were laid out in the shape of a pentagram. The sheriff is now like, okay, so I already hate you. Mm-hmm. You've been to a psychiatric hospital. You're calling me saying you were in the woods, and now all these people have been disemboweled. I'm sorry, Jeff. Not looking good for you. No. I'll be totally honest. Absolutely also, not. I'm obviously a sheriff, so I do want to pin this on as, uh, uh, people as quickly as possible. Which does, I think, go to the West Memphis Three of of Joe uh, Burlinger's career. Where the sheriff's like, I just got to pin this on somebody. I can't deal with the Blair Witch of it all, you know. There's also this weird sequence where he's talking to the sheriff. And the sheriff is on TV and waves to him through the TV. Okay. Which is funny, but again. And he tells Jeff, like, you better not leave town. You better not leave the county. Because I'm coming for you. However, Jeff has bigger fish to fry. And by fish, I do mean Owl. Because oh. the owl then explodes through one of the windows and f- collapses in front of the cro- the, crowd, the group. Sorry. What was your Who? question? Who? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. We're talking Oof. owls. <laughs> it was good. Would you eat owl meat, Allison? Yeah.
2: Okay. It's like I, I like I just don't see how it's that different from other birds. I don't think it would be. Like I'm sure a, the meat of a wild owl has like more bacteria stuff going on than like a farm. Re- Actually, I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, Cause they eat I like know, it was like because like rodents and stuff. I think if it was presumed that it's safe, like if it was if if mm-hmm. I knew it was safe, like yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, let me Google it real quick.
2: They don't seem to have a lot. Like they seem big, but that's mostly feathers,
1: right? I think it, it wouldn't be the juice wouldn't be worth the yeah, squeeze, right? Would you um, eat an owl? As someone who doesn't know much about owl meat, <laughs> um, okay. Now, according to again, Google. Okay. So again, who's to say what any of the, the any value of this? The first answer says no. It turns out you can't eat owls. <laughs> um, it is it's often uh, it is illegal to hunt or capture them for food, okay? Because um, they're mostly protected by law, so that's more of a legal yeah, issue, right? Than um, physically and. In a Reddit, what owls taste like? And one of the answers, (laughs) the first answer is there's not there's very little meat on an owl. There's very little meat on an owl to the point that it's just not worth the effort to catch and eat one. Exclamation point. So again, that is not answering the question, it's answering other questions somebody might have about eating an owl. My girlfriend and I would like to cook an owl for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Does anyone have a good recipe? I don't know if you know this, Allison. The answer is no. <laughs> no. Also, just cooking like a turkey. What are you talking about? <gasps> also, like, does anyone have what recipe like, is this? We
2: want to cook an owl. Like, I'm sorry, that you should go to jail for that. <laughs>
1: also, just seems like this person is bragging about having a girlfriend.
2: <laughs> oh, your okay, girlfriend's gonna eat owl. With yeah, you? you guys are gonna do it ask. together.
1: Fine. I brag much? I was 14 years ago. Someone asked that. <laughs> They're probably uh, dead. <laughs> So, yeah, so the a fucking owl explodes through the window. And I get, I get, it. is that the Blair Witch? I am assuming. They all run downstairs, except for Tristan, who goes back to bed. And Jeffrey realizes, like, wait a minute, I don't actually know any of you people. I don't know if I, like, we've just found out Erica lied, so I don't know if I can trust any of you. Like, Steven, I don't know you, but I'll let you, i am just like, you know, I'm not taking a fall for those murders. Like, if I'm getting arrested, you yeah. you all are getting fucking arrested. Yeah. So nobody's leaving here if if you know until this gets figured out. Everyone except for Erica, because Erica has disappeared, um, is now together. And Kim says, "Let's just be honest. We brought something back with us from the woods. Sure. Fine." But Jeff goes, "I'll tell you what it is. It's Erica, and it's like piece it together, yeah. dude. So you think Erica?" Had enough time to go and murder and disemboweled everybody. And now it's like controlling the owls. Yeah. Like, what are you talking not about? not controlling
2: any owls. That's for sure.
1: But she said, oh, she's just one big pissed off witch and she can make herself disappear. Okay, so if that's true, how are you going to catch her? Right, well, what's, what's the, the plan? plan? you think she's Move actually a witch? Move on. And Steve says, Jeff, you, uh, Steve says, Jeff you've got to have friends. Do you know anyone with a car? Just like, get us out of here. Um... And then finally, we see Kim in the sheriff's office on Monday. So we now know that the people who survived are at least um, Jeff, Steven, and finally we see that uh, Kim the Goth has also made it to the sheriff's office. And he says, You think your makeup or your black clothes gives you power? But you're just a scared, cowardly little girl. And I wrote, What is happening? What is happening? But Kim's like, let's cut the shit. Something happens in the woods, something evil. And Jeff looks, and Kim is eating the owl. But then he blinks, and she's just eating the old fried chicken okay. that he had in the fridge. But you do get somebody eating the owl well, that's meat. that's a fun little
2: visual for this film.
1: Tristan yells, look outside, it's Erica. And Steven runs to the door, and we see Erica on the bridge. She's wearing just her undies and no brassiere. And she says, you know who it is, and you know what you have to do. Allison, suddenly the bridge over the moat outside the proof
0: <laughs> factory
1: collapses. And Stephen plummets and is barely able to grab the ledge. He begs Tristan for help, but his girlfriend just looks down at him and then walks back into the factory. And Kim and Jeff have to come and haul Stephen up. Up in her room... I mean, I imagine Stephen was going up to be like, why didn't you yeah, save me from the weird. bridge collapse? Tristan is on her bed spinning in circles and screaming, I'm having Ellie Kedward's dreams. I'm going insane. And she tells Stephen, basically when the Blair Witches tied it with a tree to die, the bad boys from Blair Village came to her. They let their big dogs bite her, poked her with sticks, and when she bled, they put... their hands in it and pressed their palms onto her flesh. And when she didn't die, the townspeople took her off the tree, put a rope around her neck and hanged her. And Tristan says, I think I'm going crazy. And Stephen says, no, you're not. Stephen, I got bad news. Kim at least has some rationality and says uh, to Jeff, uh, I need to call the hospital. I'm really worried about what's happening with Tristan. And he says, oh, yeah, the phone book's over there on the desk. She goes over the drawer. I'm like, did they have, not have 911 in this town? But she's looking for the hospital number. And she finds a drawer full of files on all of them, complete with photos of, like, herself, Stephen, and Jeff. And he's, and he, she's like, what the fuck is this? Did you research us? Like, what? How, you have all this information, all these photos. Jeff, of course, has no idea where it came from. He's like, did you bring that in here? I didn't make that. We now see on Monday the sheriffs throw down the case files. So I think what I think like the case files were from the future when they are being investigative, which again is an interesting idea, but it, it, just, uh, yeah, not, it just isn't working for me. Yeah. I'll be honest. <sighs> yeah, it's the, the 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 mechanism is off. So yes. it's just kind of like, it's just not running smooth. Um, Finally, we hear Sheriff Craven's yelling for Jeff outside of Jeff's house. And we hear him knocking at the front door, which should be impossible because, as you recall, the bridge, bridge to, the, to the broom factory is right. out. And we see Jeff creep up to the door to unlock it. And he's having flashbacks of when he was institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door and sees the bridge is collapsed. But on the other side are actual dogs barking. So these dogs mm-hmm. are, are, are Going suddenly, from the alarm, real. And he slams the door and he runs it to his closet and grabs a shotgun. And he runs back, throws the door open, I guess to murder all the dogs. and the dogs are gone. Everyone's also assembled being like, put the gun away, dude. We don't even have a fucking gun here. It's not good. Jeff slams the door and goes to put the shotgun away in the closet. And inside is Erica's dead nude corpse. Jesus Christ. But also, it's funny because it, like, they kind of have, like, propped up. Like, she's propped in the corner, like, with rigor mortis. But she's clearly just standing there with, like, corpse makeup on. <laughs> However, now Kim, Jeff, and Steven are all screaming at each other, blaming each other for killing Erica. Because they're like, somebody killed Erica and put her body in here. Nobody knows who it is. Tristan shows up and says, it's all backwards. The girls walk backwards. The ghosts walk backwards. Erica danced backwards around the tree. It's Witter shins. And Jeff says, but we're all thinking, what the fuck is Wittershins? What is Wittershins? Widdershins is the concept of, and again, I had it all open until my computer. Uh, so basically, uh, Widdershins is uh, counterclockwise. Okay. And the idea is sort of like you were undoing something. It has a superstitious meaning. It's sort of, uh, to go against it, it's bad luck. So it's sort of like, A a witch would be going Wittershins. A Christian, perhaps, would be going clockwise. Wittershins is the opposite of the natural order, right? The the order of the clock Mm. is right, and everything against it is Mm -hmm. Mm Wittershins. Now, what does that give us? Nothing. Jack shit. Um, But Kim says, wait a minute, Wittershins, backwards. Let's play the tapes backwards. And Jeff says, that makes no sense and Thank Kim you. says, I know, but just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was thought was the most honest moment yeah. in this movie. I'm like, I know, but, but just, just do, do it. it. Allison, they go to play the video backwards. And this I'm like, I to me, this is a great example of like as I'm coming up to this, I'm like, is this a twist? But there's just like when you sort of like, yeah. So they go to play the video backwards. And Allison, it turns out that they trashed it all. It's like, yeah, yeah, the Blair Witch made you destroy all your shit. Yeah. So they see it. They all start stripping. Everyone's naked except for Tristan, who is kind of wearing this, like, dark robe, and she's sort of commanding them to drink and, like, uh, like, make out with each other mm-hmm. and fall down and tear up all the papers. She's, like, commanding them. Um, and the men sort of bow. Erica's nude with a skull in her lap, and all the men are bowing down. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, in, I'm, I'm not on board. I like this. And uh, we see Tristan sort of swinging a a, a sword over them, sort of the mistress of ceremonies. And she gives them all a knife and another knife and another knife. And she commands them. And just then we see uh, Tristan grabbing the owl. We see her hiding the tapes under the rock. And I did write, this sucks so bad. Yeah, this does suck. I'm just like, we got to. Um, but she's so, sort of, cause she's basically sort of just throwing her arms up in a bathrobe over and over and everyone's doing the best they can, right. but it's just not really amounting to right. much. And they all turn to Tristan. They're like, you were leading us. You were in control. And Tristan's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And Kim and Steven grab her. And Steven asks, what did you do, Tristan? And Jeff takes a camera and they said, Tristan, just admit it. Just admit what you did. And Jeff says, We're not gonna hurt you, Tristan. We're not like you with your baby. Okay. And Steven says to Tristan, the witch kills babies. And Tristan, of course, starts to push them away. And as she does, she suddenly drops the innocent act. And she tells them, You're all gonna fucking die. Okay. And she starts to climb up the spiral staircase to the top floor of the, again, the broom factory. And she tells them, You're all afraid. You're like the little children of Blair Village. Tristan's gone now. And of course, we don't say it because you don't need to. Baby, she's the Blair yeah. Witch. And they're basically demanding that she admit that she killed all those people. In reality, they've obviously, at her command, yes. killed the five people. And we see her. They get to the top of the loft. And Tristan grabs a cable and ties it around her neck. Mm. And Steven's like you cannot do this. And Tristan says, no, you can't do this, Stephen. You ballless bitch. And Stephen shoves Tristan off the loft and her body falls and she's hung just as the Blair Witch was hung in her day. And that's when we finally get a glimpse of them killing the other tourists in a a nude frenzy with the knives that Tristan, a.k.a. the Blair Witch, has given them. Also, I should have mentioned this earlier. Tristan looks a little bit like Kristen Wigg. So if you That's wanted funny. to imagine okay. that, I'm sorry, I should have said that earlier. Because I was like, who does she look like? And then finally, and then I'm like, It's Kristen so Wig. Which is dangling from a rope. I'm like, it's Kristen Wig. And they all look on as Tristan's body, twists and turns hanging from the ceiling. Allison, we hear a news report the next morning. Uh a reporter says, I'm standing here. I also didn't know it was a broom factory until now. Oh. And she says, I'm standing here in an abandoned broom factory in the tiny hamlet of Jericho Mills a few miles from Burkittsville. And I was like, a broom factory? That's what that was? She tells us three fans of the Blair Witch Project have committed a series of ritualized murders. And then finally we get more Sheriff Craven's. And he's, of course, interrogating Stephen, Jeff, and Kim at the station. Mm-hmm. And Stephen says, I don't remember any of this. And now he's showing them the video. Kim's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I I no I didn't do anything. And the sheriff shows Kim the bloody nail file and then shows security footage from the store. She stabbed Peggy to death with it. She didn't just cut herself. Strangle, yeah. lightly right. strangle Peggy and then cut herself. She stabbed her to death. And we have it on film. And the officers come to Steve and they say, Did you kill your girlfriend? He's like, No. He says she was taunting me. She asked me to push her. I swear to God, it was an accident. Oh, yeah. It's like, those are actually three different arguments. And also, you did. And we, start, we see footage of them as the media starts to swarm of them being led into the sheriff's office. Because obviously, yeah. this is a huge story. It seems like, no. Jeff videotaped the whole thing. You'll see. We, we didn't kill those. You'll see what really happened. And, of course, when the tapes are shown, the tapes don't lie. Like, they might have had their own experience, but, like, the tapes are what happened. Mm -hmm. We see uh, Kim stabbing Peggy the cashier to death. We see a new Jeff dragging Erica's body into the closet and shutting the door. So I think we're to think Jeff killed killed Erica. And Jeff's like, no, I didn't do that. That's not how it happened. I, I don't remember doing that. And then on the tape, we don't see Tristan basically admitting to being the Blair Witch or putting the rope around her neck. On the tape, she's begging for her life. Confess. Stop Confess. It. Stop it. Say the word. Oh, oh, God, Steven, Steven dog. Please. No! He wraps the rope around her neck mm. and pushes her off the loft and says that fucking witch. And of course, Steven's sobbing and screaming, the police saying, like, No, it's not possible. Somebody, somebody fuck with the tape. And Allison, we leave, we leave our trio as we zoom over the woods. And we see more tourists arrive to seek out the Blair Witch. Oh the Book of Shadows, <laughs> Colin Blair Witch 2. Um, so, yeah. hypothetically, mm-hmm. what are some fatal mistakes you think may have been made in Book of Shadows, colon, Blair Witch 2?
2: Fatal mistake. Uh, going to find the Blair Witch at all. Yeah, number one with a bullet. Uh, you got it. You can't be out here looking for the Blair yeah. Witch. You can't, you can't be doing it. And everything. then also, once things start going crazy and weird, and we start getting weird, st- like, I'm not, like, all going to a broom factory to go over footage to see what happened. Like, that's when things really...
1: Yeah. Um. Once I've already been hospitalized, yeah, once that's I'm enough. not going with these virtual strangers who I just met... Right. Like, at least in the original, like, yeah, they don't know each other that well, but they are part of the same film school. school. Like, yeah, right. oh, we know each other, kind of. It's like, you genuinely don't know anyone. So so there's just so many different elements where it's like, it could have been about, oh, do we suspect each other? Or mm-hmm. is it, like, there's so many opportunities where it's like, that could have been an interesting way to do it. And yeah. this one and we yet- said, no, no, no. No, no, no. We're not going to pick anything at all we're gonna go through and that's one thing is when you get to the end I'm like this actually is scary like the idea of being shown video yeah. of what you actually did is and, scary and the end, I feel like works and it, even though the movie's a mess I was like oh I wanted to see that movie, that movie. where this was the ending yeah. yeah um and I think just um I it was almost like if you're a goth don't hang out with a guy named Jeff yeah great and if you're great. a Jeff no goth take a Take a take a minute before hanging out with the goth. Yeah. It's just a bad combo, yeah. the bad energy of everyone was bringing. Yeah, um, and I feel like just other than that, just they're just all dumb. They all just sort of left. Yes. They all just you yeah. know everybody made mistake being any of them. Yeah, um, and then finally, where would you place uh, Book of Shadows colon Blair Witch Two on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. This is a two. Yes, I agree with that. I'm going to give it a two because there were certain moments where I'm like, okay, this is effective. Yeah. Seeing the footage that isn't yes. reflecting the
2: reality that I experienced, like that would be like all that would I would be like, ooh, that's kind of scary. But yeah. everything else
1: I, I agree with that. No. To me, the narrative, the problem is like, oh, so we're the whole movie is they're watching video. That's like why everything feels so random is because yeah. the driving action is watching video, but then you gotta go, it's gotta be the ring. Like then it's gotta be about the video. It's like right. you're interacting with it. And the video that we're like, when you see that it's Erica dancing and Erica realizes like that could have been an interesting scary moment mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe that's what they're going, going for is like you know I, I again so many opportunities I think if they just made this documentary style if we just made this found footage it would have worked so much better just have the same stuff mm-hmm. happen but have it be from the immediate experience to put us in there you know, versus yeah. we're yes. watching and it looks like the CW but watching people watch you TV. Know. But yeah. uh Joe Berlinger, he went on to bigger and better things. Um, you know, he found he found found his bliss. And um there are more Blair Witch movies, so we'll have to do them um in time. Yeah. Um yeah. We well thank you, Allison, for letting me explain a movie to you as you I mean Thank you to- for,
2: ex- for watching
1: and explaining yeah, this. Yeah, this one was this one was a tough one, I'll say yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, you guys. We love you very much. Yes. We love you. And uh, w- w- please keep, keep it spooky. Don't forget to follow us at Ruined Podcast and Crooked Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for show updates. And if you're just as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a Radio Point point in Crooked Media production where your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producers Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dunphy, and Awa Okalati.